I want to thank my friends Yaakov Meir and, and Naomi Cohen for, for having us back. Baruch Hashem, we were here before. It's a house that's filled with Kedusha. A house of Torah. Every single room, every inch of every room should be filled with Simcha, Nachas, and Baruch. We're in Bilvavi Mishkan Evna, page Ayin Zayin, on the bottom. Ayis Kuf. The Mechaber, the author, is talking about different ages, different, different means of strengthening our awareness of Hashgacha Pratis, of being able to live with Hashem in our lives every moment. And one of the most one of the most effective ways of strengthening that recognition is through Dibur, through speech. And this is a huge subject in Tyra, and, and I've been I've been trying, I've been careful to I don't want to I don't want to get lost in 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 Myra is different in different sources since the Rotson the desire of the author of the Sefer is to make sure to keep everything simple and to the point. And we have to try to be faithful to that. One needs to understand Bechlal was the Kayachad what is speech and how and how does speech work. Years ago when the Shul first started, there were there were a number of Shirim that I gave on Davening. I don't know if they're if they're available, if they're tapes, some of them were, I think maybe they are. So one needs to understand first what's Dibur, what does it mean when a person says something, what is speaking. And here the tzaddik is explaining the effect that words of Amuna, speaking the language of faith, how that has a tremendous impact on us. So let's continue. Right? We were learning here, Manti that through my Diburim, through my words that express faith, even though even though when I say them, I might not, to begin with, feel very sincere. But the koyach of dibur, the uh, the effect of speech, is that it has a way of conquering the person's heart. It has that way of of taking over the person. Imrefi fehegyon libi, that through words of the mouth, the heart begins to feel. So he explains on the bottom of the page, in Ayin Zayin, on the bottom, Diburi Emuna Elu, these words of Emuna, Yeshlahem Shteipanim. There are two ways of using speech to strengthen our faith. Reishis, Tomid Bedabri Imrein V'yedidim. Always, when a person is speaking to friends, Sarach Shnekudas, and family, of course, Sarach Shnekudas Emuna, in the conversations that we have with each other, with friends, it must be that this nakuda of amuna, that the point of faith, takes a major, plays a major part, a major role in these conversations. As I said, not just the casual Hashem, uh, the little smattering that is thrown in just to make just to make sure that we sound orthodox. So just throw in a little bit of an Amir Hashem every now and then. But the Diburm have to be Mamish Diburm of Amunah. That, that the aside, 
that the that the person's way of speaking revolves around faith. That the driving force, the ruach minashavis, the inner ruach and content of the conversation, of that conversation, should be emuna. This, by the way, is obviously going to be very helpful when it comes to avoiding wrong types of conversations. It's going to be, it feels very silly to, and would feel very hypocritical, and would feel very hypocritical to use words of amuna when speaking about things that one's not allowed to speak about. So it should be not just a, a, a tangential um, honorary mention of God, but it should be diburma, that the essence of our speech, when we speak to one another, that the essence of our conversation should contain in it diburma of amuna, words of faith. It's not enough. So that's when we're talking to other people. And again, it's not just a, 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 it's not just to use a word or two, but what's important what's important is to to be able to. to uh, damn, it's, this has been a worse place, believe me. <laughs> 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 It's not. It's not just. It's not just a word or two. It means speaking about speaking about the Rebbeinu Shlomo and talking about Hashem and talking about Yiddish things and not just in, in a in a in a casual way, but in a in a pnimi way. That's when we're with other people. But it's not enough. Even when a person is by himself. When a person is by himself, when you're by yourself, so who are you going to talk to? But that's the main time of strengthening our mood through speech. When you're when you're by yourself to speak, one of the most wonderful times to do that is when you is by the Chanukah by the candles, the most powerful powerful tefillahs of the whole year. If you have a little bit of Yishev Adas, if it's possible to sit by the Hanukkah candles, to have a little quiet, I know it's a hard time, maybe it's later on, I guess that maybe if it's quiet, to be able to sit by the Hanukkah and there, there's some wonderful tefillahs, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tefillahs. Actually, Sarah Melman just sent, just sent I know my, my, uh, my daughter Chumi showed me that she has some tefillahs from the, from the breast of his new Shalim. In English, in English, the whole the whole thing of tefillahs in English, Hanukkah, that this, that a person can say by the Hanukkah candles, when a per, sitting by oneself, there it's b'hachava gedola kfisha kfisha vula el gam ki eloch begets almavis lo irara ki ati imadi gam ki eloch even I'm walking through this terrible difficult situation I'm not afraid ki ati imadi. Just an example. That's a very powerful pasuk, and to repeat sometimes over and over, ki ata imadi, you are with me. Adam tzarich ladabe diver emunat tamid. Person has to always speak words of emuna when he's by himself, to whisper under his breath, to say dibur of emuna. Belichia yisam kadosh baruch hu tamid. This way, this way, all of your life is together with Hashem. You're never without Hashem. 
That's the meaning of Ki'at Ta'imad, you are with me. And remember what we learned last week. There are two ways of speaking. Sometimes in the beginning it's more comfortable speaking about Hashem, that Hashem is with me. But it's much stronger to say, Ki'at Ta'imad, you are with me. And to have that relationship with Hashem in that direct way. With strong and clear amuna, the dibur amuna betmidias, and constantly speaking words of amuna. Means the page ayin ches means to live constantly in that state of kiate imadi. You are with me, kiate imadi. And this is the this is the essence of man. This is what a human being is, as he explains. Ha'adam nikra mava. At the beginning of Bavakama, at the beginning of that Gemara, Chazal teaches us that there are different that there are different types of damages. The Gemara in Bavakama deals at the beginning deals with damage that takes place through an through animal trampling and so on, the animal destroying something. There are different categories of nezek, of nezikin, of damages. And man too is capable of causing great damage. The Gemara discusses the type of damages that people cause to one another. But what's interesting there is that in the category of of mazikin, of, of those that damage the human being is called Mav'e. Mem Beis Ayin Hey. And the Gemara explains, it's, not, it's a very interesting term. Why doesn't it say Odom? But Mav'e is Miloshen Mtevayun Bo. But the Pesach says, Mtevayun Bo. It means, if you truly want, if you truly want something, you will beg for it. You will ask for it. You will beg. So what does that mean? In, that, that the Mishnah calls a human being a mav'eh. It means a begging being. A davener. It, so it doesn't... What it's saying is that speaking, to beg, to speak, to express oneself. Lahabia means to express oneself, to say something. But it's a stronger lotion of saying, as I said, beseeching. But in Tivayun Bo means to express oneself in a strong way. So what Chazala telling us is that this is not something which is incidental to man, or it's a certain quality or an, or, or an ability that man has to express his needs to ask and to express himself in that way. It's not just something which is one of man's characteristics. What Chazal is teaching us is that a human being is be'etzim amav. In other words, what defines a human being is his ability to ask, is his ability to daven, is his ability to talk, to express himself. That's, that defines a human being. The zu shul ha'adam medaber. And this is the avayda of a human being. This is the essential quality and work of a human being is dibur, speaking.
That means speaking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. To speak with Hashem and regarding Hashem, but words of Emune Zakat are pure. A person who accustoms himself and gets into the habit of speaking more and more the Burum of Emune to Hashem and about Hashem and so on. The Loyalist and not to give up, meaning it feels difficult, it feels uncomfortable, and you have a hard time. But never to be misyayish, never to stop, but to keep on speaking this way. One can see within a relatively short time that you begin to reach tremendous, tremendous madregas in, in belief, in amuna. You're able to acquire a true kinyin, a true acquisition in one's, in your soul of this pure amuna. Simple words of faith, which davening, oftentimes the words of the Siddha don't do that for us. Because the words of the Siddha are very complicated. We've become very used to saying them. And oftentimes we just rattle off these words to finish what we have to say. Even though certainly in those words there's a tremendous, unbelievable, infinite, infinite kayach to strengthen our amuna. And the main point of tefillah is to do that. However, because we've become so accustomed to those words, Aleph and Beis, because the words are not our own. They're not our own. They're somebody else's words. And they're complicated. So because of that, it's hard to strengthen ourselves and to strengthen our amunah with those diburim. But when we speak diburi amunah pshut, simple, simple words of amunah. It's not to try to sound smart and sharp or anything like that. The simplest, simplest lashainas, words. Which is, in fact, the essence of a Jewish soul. Simple. A simple and pure faith in Hashem. This Avaida, this work, to strengthen within ourselves our Amunna and Hashem's constant involvement in our lives. There are two times, two different times, where we had to focus on this. As we spoke about earlier in all in Yonav Aleph, one has to set aside a specific time, whatever it is, a few minutes of the day. That that time is is kaidish is holy, and it's set aside for his for thinking about this. We've been talking about this until now. But days, it's not enough to have those few minutes that are set aside. But throughout the day, at least every 15 minutes or every half hour, to remember this. To remember Hashem's involvement, Hashem's presence in your life. Every 15 minutes, every half hour. 
Yisait hadvarm hu shabeshah shadam omel liknois es hashkechosis bach. When a person is working to try to acquire this belief in Hashem's Hashgacha, Mechadashim Halalu, during these months, Inyan Zetzach, Lispaisis, Levavel, Arachayom, it has to be part of his, of what's on his heart throughout the entire day. It can't be something you just put aside for Shabbos. Or you put aside for five minutes before you go to sleep. That's good, that's all good, and that's very important. But it has to be something which, which involves you and which which your heart is, in, is taken up with, throughout the day. Throughout the day, every, every few minutes, every once in a while. To live, therefore we must live with this way of looking at our lives throughout the day. And that's why we were learning last, last time, and uh, last week, and, and we're going to learn more about this, how even small, what appear to be insignificant things, like when we're going shopping, we were talking about about buying a piece of furniture. When it comes to all of these little things, he's going to talk in a few moments about about going for groceries, things like that. That a person lives with a Kaddish Baruch throughout the day. If a person's entire work on this matter is only that time that he sets aside, one time of the day or of the week, that means that throughout the entire day, so mean that there would be 23 hours between, there could be 23 hours from one time to the next time that you think about God, or that you think about His 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 intimate connection to everything and involvement in everything that you're doing. It could be 23 hours in between. The And anything that is not consistent, and it's not constant. It simply does not become absorbed. It doesn't become part of you. If you have 23 hours in between, it doesn't work. It doesn't become part of who you are. It's still unnatural. It's still awkward. It's still something which is not who you are. It's something that you occasionally think about. But it's not who you are. It doesn't define who you are. We're going to see in a little while, in a couple of pages, where he tells us, we'll talk about it there at length, where he tells us that one of the great tests to find out whether this system is working for you is whether you lose your temper or not. If you lose your temper, it means it's not working. If, if there's any cuss, if there's any anger, any anger at all, whatsoever, during the day, if you lose yourself during the day, it means it's not working. Because it's not possible. To live with Hashgacha Pratis Mamish, with that clarity of Hashem's Hashgacha, it's not possible to lose your temper under those circumstances. It's not possible. So, isn't it true that we all need constant, we need to be constantly, constantly strengthened in that Indian? To be constantly strengthened. If I, if I lose my temper, it means that for that, for that, for that time, I don't see Hashem's Baruch in this thing that's happening to me. And I don't believe that He's involved in this moment. That loss of awareness is the only possible explanation for how is it possible, how could it be that, that, I, I'm, that I, I'm losing myself? How could, I, how could I get angry? If one lives every single minute consistently with with this with this emuna 
so then it's not it's not possible to get angry. So that's a test to find out whether or not it's working for us. If if I'm able to if I'm able to live with Hashem's Baruch in such a way that every single part of my day He's there, He's with me every part of the day. There's no 23 hour or more gaps between those those um, uh, aware, those moments of awareness of God. So then, if He's if He's with me all of the time, so then why am I getting upset? Why am, I, why am I getting crazy if the kid did this, or if a husband did this, or a friend did that, or if my parents did this? Or if something happened at work, and, or, or if I lost this, or I found All of these things, what's the, what's the cause? Why are you getting angry? So all of the other things that we work on to control anger, and I'm sure that they have all kinds of courses, and there are manuals and guides, secular, mahavdal, and all kinds of things in Torah, how to control anger. All of those, all of those techniques to control anger, are superficial. Whatever the techniques are, they're all superficial compared to the underlying yisaid, which is hashgachas Hashem. Every single second, kiata imadi. If you really believe in kiata imadi, then you don't have to go to a, you don't have to go to a, to you know to to any to any special self help groups for controlling anger. It's ki'ati imadi every single second. But when that when that reality of ki'ati imadi has twenty four hour or more gaps, so that means that during that time in between, you can so easily slip from ki'ati imadi, and then the slightest thing can set you off, and you act like a nut, so screaming and carrying on, and doing something that you regret, and, and saying things that you regret. So that's a test where a person can see, am I living with the Rabbi Shalom Amish? Ki'ati Madi. That, and we'll talk about other ways of testing. Simcha Sechayim, to be filled with joy. If we're living every minute of the day, not just once a week, or every now and then with Hashem, that reality of Ki'ati Imadi is the, is the source of the greatest joy imaginable. The Simcha Sechayim, just to be alive. It doesn't have to be... You know, that, that to be alive plus this and plus that and having this and having that. Ki'ati imadi is a source of, of, of great joy all of the time. It doesn't mean I, will be, I would be happy if my kid would do better in school. I would be happy if my husband would say, uh, uh, would talk to me in a nicer way. I would be happy if I would have this or if I would get that. If I would, I would, then I would be happy. All of those, all of those thoughts are thoughts without God. All the plans to be happy, but not to be happy now, it's because there's no ki'ati imadi. But if a person lives be'emes, be'emes, with ati imadi, ki'ati imadi, be'emes, it's very hard. This is not easy. But if a person lives be'emes in that way of ki'ati imadi, then this this simcha every single moment of his life, this joy. The tzaddikim live in that world of ki'ati imadi. Which is, which is why we've spoken about this so often, which the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh on the Tzadikim said, that the difference between one Jew and another, and between one Tzadik and another, is only in the Madragas of Amunah. It's all in levels of faith. And Amunah doesn't mean, as we spoke about at the beginning of the Sefer, that God exists, because everybody believes that there's Hashem. It's, all, it's only Ki'at Te'imadi. 
everybody believes that, that God exists, but the question is, this second, is he in, are you living with him at this second in that way of ki'at te'imadi? And if you're living with him this second, then your way of, your way of carrying yourself is different. Your way of conducting yourself is different. You don't worry, what is somebody else going to think? What does this person think of me? I'm not saying God forbid to do something something about it's a marriage guide. What does that person think of me? What does that person think of me? Kiate imadi means that there's what other people think of me. What will my friends say? But all of these cheshbainas are cheshbainas that are lacking, are missing kiate imadi. They're very normal and natural. When we use those words, normal and natural, meaning from the perspective of a world without God. But as maminim, as believers, the whole cheshman of what will so-and-so think of me, or what will they say about me, all of this cheshbainas are without the moon. The ik, of course, is what will the barishlam, who's with me the second, what does the barishlam think about me? Not what other people think about me, but what does the barishlam think about me? I'm not talking about God for making chalashem, things like that. Obviously, that's not that's not at all what, what we're learning. And and a person has to worry about other people's feelings, not to hurt or insult. That's that's our Hashem, not to insult anybody, God forbid. But when we fall into that small way of thinking of what are they going to think of, what are they going to say, and how's this going to look, and so on and so forth, in a small way, all of that's without kiate imadi. It's all missing the kiate imadi. Our, our difficulty in having Yishev Hadas and being able to concentrate and to focus on what we need to do and constantly being schlepped from one Indian to the other. There's so many things that are affected by our weakness in this area of Ki'ate Imadi. Ki'ate Imadi. So therefore what he's saying is it has to be something which is throughout the day. Because if there are gaps then you just slip into all kinds of crazy things. Of course, yes. You're 100 percent right. That when you feel that, that 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 when you feel that you're losing that connection, you ask Hashem to help you to strengthen it and to restore it to you and bring it back to you. And when you feel that you're going to, you feel that there's that there's anger rising within you, and that and that something is falling apart. You you you, you dive into Hashem's book. The main thing is, it's, it's not even to daven, please Hashem, help me not to get angry. That's nice. But the ikr is, kiate imodi. It's not, help me not to get angry is already the next, it's already, it's already the next stage. But first, it's that you're here with me, mamish, kiate imodi. That you're here with me in this moment, in this second, therefore what's happening to me, is not stam, because... This person is bad, or that, or, 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 or this, you know, because I missed my train, because the weather was terrible, or because of this Indian or that Indian, and I can't believe this is happening to me, I can't believe this is happening to me. But it's because of the Ratzna Hashem that, that I should be going through this, Ki'ate Imadi. And when a person, when a person feels that, that he's losing that, then of course it requires constant, constant effort and tefillah to strengthen that awareness, 
in order that this should be acquired. That's what he ends the page and says, Throughout the entire day, he has to work on this. There are two chalakim, there are two components to this remembering throughout the day. Yeshus achilik shu ena rogil b'seide yomishal adam. There is there is that part shu ena rogil b'seide yomishal haadam. Things that are not usually happening during the day. He'll explain in a moment. Yeshus achilik shu chalik men seide yomishal adam. There are other things that are very much a part of the regular day of a person. Let's he says first. Let's talk about the first type. Niftach b'chalik erishin. Again, so he's. He's going over what we spoke about last week a little bit. Adam Hailech Lamashal Liknais Shulchan Kisaus Vachadaimer. A person goes to make some uh, larger purchases, the kinds of things that you're not making every single day, to go buy certain things, Chadaimer, like a, like a table, chairs, and so on. Haderach Anachain Hishlothnei Shiyetzim Lebayas. The proper way to do this is that before you leave the house, you should think. Vachakech Yemekin Defi, you should say. Kfisha Borelel, as we explained earlier. I am now going to, and he says how this sounds silly to a person that's not interested in Amuna, but a person who is a mammon, this is the essence of his life, that before he leaves, or on his way, or when he gets there, he whispers that I am going to now choose a table and chairs. The truth is, it's not up to me, it's completely in Hashem's hands which table I will buy. And therefore all of my actions and my choices are not going to change things at all. But because Hashem, you told me that I, I have to go out and do something. I have to go and get a table and share because we, we need to have this or we'd like to have this. So according to my Ishtadlis, I have to make Ishtadlis to go out and find something. That the side of our faith is that even though I'm going to make that effort, so I'm going shopping. You have to know that your shtadlus doesn't change anything. That the shtadlus doesn't change anything. We spoke about this a lot last week. Therefore, not not to say that there's any aveir or, or terrible thing here, but when a person stops and, and goes over this a few times, you realize that the whole Indian, let's say, of getting very, very, very involved in, in choosing, even though it's a teva of a woman in particular to be very, very much caught up in details, that's the whole mahus of a woman is to, is to pay attention to the prat and the prat and the prat and the details, it's a teva like that, which can cause a, which can cause a woman to get very, very lost in pettiness and smallness. There a lot of things that could be affected by that, by that focus on details. You know, you'll, like a man will walk into, will walk into a, you know, in, in, into a, a hall or into a room, and, and everything is beautiful, and the, and and the, like the woman is all, you know, in, she's having this terrible, terrible anguish. And he says, "What's the, what's the matter?" He says, "She doesn't say you don't you don't realize." He says, "What is it?" And well, she'll go over to the corner, and there's like you know, she'll move something like six inches, and then she feels better. You know, he bechlal is not shaykh the Indian of that of that detail. So there's a godless in that. There's many, many great things that come from that. But as you've learned and you know, that that could bring a person into terrible, terrible kidness, into terrible smallness. So when an intelligent person spends so much of her life going from one store to the next looking for something, or looking in magazines and, 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 and 
in all these different vichalach, you know, over and over and over to look and to look and to look and to look until until a person finds something. That very vubashalachaim that so much of life is spent in such narishkeit that all of this is all of this is going to be is all havel havalim is going to end up end up if you if you sometimes you stop and you think all the things that we went looking for so many times where is it going to be a hundred years from now and rechlal what is it the whole thing when during that time a person can acquire things that lenetzat netzachim when it comes to davening and learning and doing chasadim for other people instead of instead of Instead of spending so much time in shops and stores and in malls, which I'm not saying it's not there, but a person thinks, what is it? Instead, that if a person's, I don't, you know, to, to be able to help the volunteer Christ with different inyanim, and other women find time for all of these things somehow, but but there's so much time that's spent in in such in such and such in such narishkeit, and and being Isaac and talking about. Some prat, some detail of a detail of a detail of something, which is not which is not nagekihuze to anything who we are and what means anything in life. And and if that person would go and move and move the next day to Yerushalayim, she would be happy in just a deer with four walls, like they have in Yerushalayim. It wouldn't make a kihuze whether or not you have this. Chachka, that chachka, or people that line up their houses, or chachka, they go to antique stores, Yom and Valayla, they spend so much time looking in different, in different places to get this Indian or this chachka to have and to put or to hang. Which all this, again, it's not, there's something sweet in all of that too. But when it becomes a, a, a major part of a person's life, then, then your life is, it becomes very silly, becomes very small. And the, and the ik was to try to, to make things look nice quickly, very quickly. <laughs> to make it should be nice, but it should be quickly, and not just not to have to go. So what happens when a person falls away from this? A person goes, feels that I have to go, like we spoke about last week. That a person has to go to 13 different stores to go find that that faucet for the bathroom. There's a whole Indian like that. There are people. The whole Indian. A person can sometimes say, if you ask me, what did you do this year? I, I was looking for a faucet. <laughs> so I did this year. I looked for faucets. I look for, there are people that do that. They, they look for faucets. So then it, at 120, so if you think about it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's the saddest thing on earth. What were you Isaac in? You know, bathtubs. Bathtub sinks. Kitchens. What was my ASIC in this world? So, when a person, even this kind of a thing, when a person lives with the moon and you, and you, and you say before you go shopping, Rabbi Shalom, it's the not my, it's, you have to make Ishtadlis. I'm supposed to make a little bit of Ishtadlis, like it says in the Mrs. Shaman, all the, in the Chavis of all the songs. I make Ishtadlis, but it's only going to be what you want. So, you David Hashem's help me, help my eyes that I should see, and whatever, that I should see something that's my tzichain, that you should show me the right thing, and it should be as soon as possible. That I shouldn't have to waste my life, waste my life schlepping to stores and looking at something that I have to have such a mishagas. Which, as we spoke about last week, anyway, the whole reason you want to have it is, is, is it should be pleasing to you, because benkach or benkach, the people that come and look at it, most of the time they think it's nairishke, or most of them they think that it's ugly. They would never get that. It means not anything to anybody except to you. But unless you're, unless you're silly enough, God forbid, nobody's silly enough to think that other people will think that it's so beautiful. That's such a narishkeit, because most people think that what other people get is not beautiful. 
That's how it is. They'll tell you that it's beautiful, and they'll give you and they'll give you a big hug and squeal. Oh my goodness, where did you ever find that? And then when they walk out, they all make this face. Like, oh. What was he thinking? Ruba de Ruba, it's not anything. And the nicest thing is when something is plain, then nobody says anything. It's simple. It's plain. Nobody has, nobody's, but when a person tries to get involved in making all kinds of bechiras and something which is so, 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 so perfect and so special, so if it's for you, if it's to make yourself happy, then you have to ask yourself, why is it that, why is it like that, why would a brass fixture make a person like me happy? And as opposed to this other fixture. And if it's for somebody else, then, 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 you're, then you're silly. What do you care what somebody thinks of your fixtures? It's, the whole thing is crazy. So, when a person strengthens their moon, and even when you go shopping, which, again, we don't normally talk about these things because it's harmless. Not saying, it's not chas shalom. It's not talking about, again, not talking about something bad or a virus, God forbid. But, but those people that become immersed in those in Yonim, it's not a virus, but the whole life becomes small. And from that come out many a virus too. Because if, you, if you're such a petty person that every tiny little thing in the world makes such a big Indian, so then it has a tremendous impact upon many things in your life about getting angry. You're very particular. If you're particular about the force, you're particular about whether the force was left on a little bit too. You know, and, and, and you'll give somebody in the house a mishabayr for this and mishabayr for that and this one's no good and you'll, and, you'll, and you'll destroy a kid or a friend or a husband or something for an Irish guy, for a kleiner guy because you're particular. And what are you particular about? So when a person goes, you say those words and you say, It's really not up to me at all. And Hashem's is a It's up to you. Which table I'm going to buy? We're four lines up from the bottom, five lines up from the bottom of that paragraph. That my Yishtadlus doesn't change anything at all. So you think about that, you're going to all these different stores and it doesn't change anything at all. It doesn't change anything at all. That's the table you're going to end up having anyway. It's the craziest thing. You go to all the different stores. You look around, it's the end of the day. You could have been a little bit with your kids. You have you have women that are marching around the world, looking in stores, and their and their children are are hefka. I'm not talking about women that have to go to work, they have to help pay pay bills and do. I'm talking about that they're marching around the world with their credit cards, looking. There was, there was a guy there was a guy in the chabur in the morning. We were talking in the halachas in Chayshu Mishpah. We were talking about in Yonim that happened when in halacha where the credit cards are getting stolen, different things. So so somebody said. That, that there's somebody that stole his credit card, but it, it, but it, but he left it. He didn't complain. He stole his wife's credit card because it comes out better for him like that. Because <laughs> that guy's spending much less than his wife is spending. He says, so I'm not even going after it. It's much better. I'm leaving it. So, a person who, I think it's a joke that he read somewhere, but he said it like, you know, like, it, oh, it's around? I, I don't yeah, know. I okay. So he said this in, in the Chabur. So, the, the, uh, so those those who who are doing that not because not because, again to have nice and Hashem's Baruch wants us to have everything nice and but but then the ikr of the of life is to, for those who Hashem blessed with children is the children and and think that a person has time to go to all different stores but you say well when it comes to homework you have to hire somebody to do the homework with a kid you can't hire somebody to go buy your buy your faucet because you have to be Isaac and that yourself. 
Although I know they have a whole Indian called decorators and all of that. That's a, that's a separate shnuz. We'll talk about that at a different time. But but when it comes to kids, you have people that they hire. They have hired this and that. You could you could do it with the kids. But but because there's so much pressure because of all the different inyanim with the stores and coming and going. Or when it comes to buying clothing, these inyanim when it comes to buying clothing, which is a very, very deep inyan. I'm not joking. It's a very big inyan. We're talking about a little bit with clothing. It's a very choshevah thing, how a woman takes care of herself in that way, to dress and so on, but and to appear. But the but the time that it's spent on it, all the ishtadlis, is really not up to us, what we end up getting. It's not even up to us. That's what's so sad. So he says that a person has to know that they shtalus and a person call me talking about with this perspective, you should go into a store. You go into the store with this perspective. It's bechlal, not up to me. It's only that I have to make ishtalus because because the Barisham told me that that I'm obligated in this world to make ishtalus. I, it seems to me that in the house we could use this table or chair, or it seems to me that I could use this shaitl or this dress or whatever it is. So it seems to me. So Baruch Shalom, I'm asking you that, to, that it should be that you should help me as easily and as quickly and as simply as possible to find the right dress, the right shaitl, the right whatever, and that I should feel marutza, I should feel satisfied and happy with it. And I shouldn't have to waste my time and to, and to hurt my children by, by using up their time with narishkeit. And, and it's a tefillah that a person has on, in, in one's mouth. When you're going into the store. And you begin to look over the different things that they have in the store. To remember this. That your act of making that choice, of, of choosing something, is a it's like a monkey making a choice. It means nothing. It's a Maisek Kaif Ba'am. Maisek Kaif Ba'am is an expression of the Gemara that means that some, that means that like a monkey does something without, it's not up to the monkey really. The monkey's not working through this Indian in his mind. It's just a Maisek Kaif It's not. You do it. And one of the things that makes my, my wife and children crazy, I, I very, very rarely, Baruch Hashem, ever go into a store. But Chazde Hashem, for years, I can, except farm store, I, I, I cannot don't go into a store. Only when my, my, my wife wasn't able to and she would ask, but Stam, I try not to go into any stores. And from the time that I was little, I remember my father would take me to buy shoes. Those who are, those who are children of survivors know that shoes is a very big sugya. That's not for now, but shoes is a very big sugya. Buying them, polishing them, polishing them again. It was a whole thing. Sunday with the polishing ritual. I'm not even, it's such an, an interesting thing, which I took for granted at the time. That my, my father would have my sister and I sit at the table and, and, and watch the polishing. And he, then he would show us how to... It was, it was a very, very interesting thing. And I thought it was just... I thought it was just that that's how I, And then I found out that there are other chavayim that have, from these kind of homes, that they also have these, this Indian. But I remember my father would take me for shoes. And, and they would go, into, uh, would go into, into the Lower East Side, usually, into a place. Once in a while in Brooklyn, there was a place I remember. And we'd go into the thing, and my father, my father would say, um, bring him uh, sh- uh, black shoes, whatever it was. 
And the guy would bring me out these shoes. My father would say, try them on, try them on. The guy, and he, my father would say, does it fit? He says, it fits. My father said, give three pairs. <laughs> and I still do that. I never, ever, ever will go like to buy, like, like you know, to buy. The, I just buy, if it's a good shoe, I just buy a couple of them at the same time. And when they, then I switch them around. And when they're all worn out, then I just get a new batch. And this makes my my wife and children very very uh, not upset, but guess I'm a little sugar. How do you how do you buy like that? Maybe this time you like something different. Maybe maybe six months from now it'll be different. Maybe you want to get with little things on it or different kind of. I said I just no just to get the same thing finished. Now obviously a woman can a woman can dress like that and can't shop like that. It's not in the teva bechlal, and it, would, and, it, and it wouldn't work. Even though the emes is, who would say anything? Who would care? Okay, but it's not the it's not the teva. You wouldn't feel good about yourself if you shop like that. You, you'd feel that something is wrong. Imagine if you went and you bought, you liked some sweaty or something. You said, okay, give me five of them. <laughs> right? That's another Indian of hoarding, but it's also part of the uh, business with the uh, with the survivor mentality. My my mother's garage. Uh, <laughs> Mine too, a little bit. If you take a look, but I'm not going to. You can ask my wife about these things. She'll have some good stories. But that, that you know, to buy five sweaters, going to buy five sweaters. You know, because tomorrow, you know, how many times you bought something? Isn't it true? You bought something and it had like chaim, and then and then and then the next day, it's like you look at this like the, what kind of sweaters? This is something. What do you mean? You you spent you spent two days getting that sweater. It took you two days to get that sweater. And you went to 15 different stores, and you said, then finally you said, Ki that's it, that's my true love. And you bought that sweater, and then, and then the next season, it could even be the next week, it has no chain at all, because it's off Masha. It has nothing to do with our Bechirus at all. You thought that you wanted that sweater, and you made such a style to get the sweater, and, the, and, and it's not Bechlal, Bechlal yours, and you have no, it has no chain, you put it in your closet, and there's nothing. You give it away. Garnished, nothing. So was the Hashgacha protest that someone else should have the sweater that you bought, so you give it to somebody, but not for you. Ah, you, you forced yourself to buy it, it's all Marish Kay. And, and, and this is this is only clear when a person lives in, the, in, in, in this way of, of Ki'ate Imadi, with this clarity. So to remember this, and when you're starting to choose the things, that says like a monkey. decided which table and chairs you should have. And, and a lot of times it's which table and chairs you should have, only so you should leave them for some other person, not even for you. Because because a month later you're not going to even use it, or you're going to move someplace else and you're not going to schlep the table and chairs. It's all from the Rebbeinu Shalom, everything. So you have to always daven that what Rebbeinu Shalom, Imadi, and 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 I believe that it's only you, and therefore it should be it should be pleasing for you. And it's if it's something which is if it's something like a table of chairs, so a person can say that help me Rebbeinu Shalom that. I should find the table quickly and that I should be able to use that table in a good way that it should only have kosher food on it and that my husband or my children should be zaycha to learn Torah there I should be zaycha to learn Torah on that table and, and it, should be, it should be used in a good and holy way and so on and, and to ask Hashem for help to open one's eyes to see the right thing so that it shouldn't dray around so we're using things that you don't buy every day a table and chairs 
Ulam Bara Dava Adlam Ay the Bottom of Page and Zui Dugma Bilvad is just an example. Ulam Yasida Dvaram Husha Adam Lahilakhnas Khavatsum Biliaza Bainanus. Behold Dabashahilak Liknos, but really it's not just for big items. Certainly for the big items, Makara, refrigerator, Machinus Kavisa, a washing machine, an oven, a closet, and so on, whom is burning hate that's well, person thinks about a lot. Before you buy a refrigerator or a larger item, you think about it. For Helech Liknas, Aaron Yachid, and and you go together with Hashem, we're going shopping now. Rabbi Shalom, we're going shopping. As you say, Rabbi Shalom, let's go, we're going shopping. We're going to add a little bit, we're going to go shopping. You're not going by yourself shopping. You go to Rabbi Shalom shopping. You become used to every single thing, not just shopping, but whatever you do in your life, you take the Vayneshalom with you. When you live this way, then every physical thing that you do, you acquire a Kenyan Ruchani, God of Atzim, a tremendous spiritual benefit. Instead of it just being Stam, an outing, a Stam going somewhere. When you take the Vayneshalom with you, it becomes a spiritual event. It becomes something spiritual. This is the study of the Baal Shem and all of his Torah. It becomes something much greater than, than you originally thought it was going to be. Stama was going to need to go somewhere when you came to the Baal Come on, we'll go together. And then how you talk and how you act and what you look at and what you think about, it's all different. When the Baal goes with you together in the car and he walks with you together in the store and he goes with you in that place at work, it's a different life. So then instead of it being Stam, uh, um, uh, another experience of Gashmis in the physical world. There's a Kinyi Ruchani, there's something acquired that's spiritual and that's everlasting. Through all of these physical things in the day, your Amunah becomes stronger and stronger in Hashem's presence, instead of it just being something that you get lost in. By thinking about this a great deal, and speaking about it, saying words under your breath, or before you leave, even saying it out loud, you acquire more and more and more Amun in Hashem. More, your Amun in Hashem becomes stronger and stronger. And then how much more careful we become with what we think about, what we say, your Amun becomes stronger. What we do, Adata asakna ma'isim gadol. We're talking about big things. Kichni yechafatzim gadol, big items. Misham ve'elach la'achas shahugal adam is banan zumaisim. So you have to start off with big items. Because it's easier for us to do this in the beginning when we're talking about big items. It's easier when you're making a big purchase, a house, something, a car. So then certainly, certainly, when it's a big item, some furniture, then it's then a person to begin with. It's much easier to do this with big items. But the second aspect of this is to move on to the next stage. Even with smaller things. You're going shopping for Shabbos. You're going to buy food for Shabbos. How much amuna you could acquire together with acquiring your Shabbos foods? How much amuna you could acquire? Le Marshall, for instance, and even though he, even though he was, he had touched upon these things earlier. I was talking to somebody the other day about how he wrote the sefer. It's a remarkable thing. He weaves into every next chapter, every next part, all the old things too, in such a way. Now you could say, well, "Come on, I read." He's not letting us forget it. And even though 
every good author is trying to always say something like, you know, to wow the people that are reading it, and something different and something new and something exciting. You see how everything here was written L'shem Shemai, for the sake of God. Because he, he's never letting us forget all the old things that we were learning, he constantly sneaks in. So by the time you finish, yeah, it's impossible to, to forget what he was talking about. It's impossible to forget the points of the Sefer. Whereas in other books, you find yourself going back every, you know, especially as you're getting old, you're looking back a few pages, what happened, you don't remember, and you're going back, you know, you try to then highlight. And he's highlighting for us and repeating and, and having to teach us. So when you go shopping for Shabbos, he says, So you're reaching out your hands to the shelf, you're going to buy some mushrooms. No. Petrius noodles. Whom is mushrooms? What's Petrius? Huh? Petrius mushrooms. Yeah. There's noodles. Lakshmi. Okay. Good. I forgot. Whom is boinin baatzmai? Whom is boinin baatzmai? He looks. Vaimer, how you madav zeh? Madav yesh asaris chavilus shalitrius. You can look at, now you can mamas go crazy. You look at the shelf, and, and there are like a million different things. You can, it, it, it comes to something like noodles. So on the shelf, there could be all different shapes and sizes and brands and and, and, and everything was, is, is kosher. And you're looking at all these things. So what, what, what am I supposed to do with all these noodles? Why, why is it that I ended up with this box? Like what? What was the? What was so special about this box? So, so people that are in marketing are marketing are always trying to figure out what's going to catch the person's eye. Like what's going to do it? And they make all kinds of statistics. It has this. It has that. And we don't believe in any of that. So all Ashkach process, Which box you took? And we don't even know what Ashkach is. It could have to do with the person who, who produces these things and his parnasi. You have no idea. Why did I dafka like the way that, that noodle looked? Was that nafkin you, you know, you look at these things and they're all the same. So why do you have to have so many different noodles? So what is it? Because this Indian, this person needs this panas and that person. What is going on over here? So you look and you look at these things and you say, I don't know. Okay, I'll take this one. So what is it about that one that you took that one? So you look at the you look at the box and it says on it uh, the ingredients are all the same. So it says this uh, calories are carbohydrates. So it's all the same stuff. You say it's because you guys that's that's what you want to be for some reason that's hidden and known to you. That as I said, it could even have to do with somebody's panosa. This guy in the store he has to get rid of a certain amount in order to be zayicha to get to get a, a deal with that company which is going to help him we don't even know why did i why did you want me to take this box shadavka mamish khavilazu tagiliyod vlakhazdavka bought this and not another one hapratim rabim the many details ulam ulam hayisaid akhad it's one yisaid we have to get into the habit with each and everything that we buy. Again, this is the next level. To, be, to review and to strengthen ourselves, our belief in Hashem Sashgacha. As it was explained. So here it's an interesting thing from buying a box of noodles. 
for making some purchase in the store. Not only do you get noodles, you also got some more muna. Which is all tachlis of, of being in this world. If a person is constantly doing this, it drives that amuna deeper, deeper into your heart. We have to get used to living this way. This is how the Chavetz Chaim lived. This is how the Tzadikim lived. The Lizkais, the Lizkais Ayedezeh, the Kenyan Ruchani Nizgiv Enoira, and through this, through this to acquire a great and awesome level of Amuna. Kenyan Shalamuna Tahira by Yisbarach Uban Hagasai. Like I was we were talking a couple of the Chavetz the men the other day about. So one of the Chavetz is saying how that when he comes home. He takes that for that for like an hour and here for two hours. Uh, uh, when he, when they sit down, the family they try to, if they can to eat together. That b'shum eifin b'shum eifin there are no phone calls. B'shum eifin he doesn't touch the phone, not the cell phone, not the regular phone, not the machine. There's a, there's a number that if, that if a parent, of course, an older parent, somebody needs to call, there's a way that they can get through. But other than that, and then the parents know that there's a time that's kaidish, and that no matter what. For that hour and a half or two hours, there's nothing with the phone. So another person would feel, who, who knows what's, what's happening if the phone rings? Who could it be? What it is? Maybe this, maybe that. Someone needs me. All the cheshbainis of, of mitzvahs and melam and so on. But this person said that I made this decision because I saw that the quality of my family's life was being totally broken and destroyed by the telephone. It was being destroyed. Anybody that knows... The misery and damage that that instrument, the telephone, causes to our lives. The damage that it causes to our lives. With all the good, because if someone, God forbid, needs you or whatever it is, they can call you. But the damage that it causes. A Bach was just telling me he's in yeshiva. He's not a Bach, he's a young man. He's a married guy, terrific tzaddik. He's, he learns in yeshiva. And he says that for some reason, the yeshiva that he's in, the yeshiva didn't come down with a, with, a, with a rule that you can't keep cell phones. So every every little bacha has a cell phone, and the married guys, of course, they, they got you know the, the the wife's got them on the rope, you know, <laughs> to, to reel them in. So so he says that in the in the you're sitting in the bismedrus, whatever there are, a hundred, hundred, two hundred guys, behind her, sitting in the bismedrus, he says every ten seconds there's some niggin from one of the machines, and the guy says hold on, hold on, and he walks out in the middle of learning to go to the hallway to talk on the phone. Now, there are many of you here, most of you here remember when there was no such thing as a cell phone. Gidanks, do you remember? There was no such thing as a cell phone. Just like on the Jetsons or something. There was no such thing as a cell phone. And, and what happened to all the emergencies? No, what happened? What happened? I told you when, I, when, when we were first married, when we were in the summer of the bungalow, there was one phone on a pole in the middle of the bungalow colony. What happened? Did we survive? Not only did we survive, it was a different life. It was a different life. When you were with your wife, you were with your children, you were, you were really a human being. The phone is a mashchist, a So this person, this person that said for two hours, now and have two hours, pishum aifana, so you have to be a mammon. Why? Because you start to get nervous. Every phone call, who knows what? Maybe this is, you know, this is the deal, the big deal. There's the client, there's the shidduch, right? They're calling me, and if I miss the call, then my whole life is missed. I mean, this is how, what's the difference? So someone's going to be upset with you. Let my naf come in. So then you think, but they're going to be upset with me, they're trying, it's not nice. It's all narishkeit. Then they, they need help. When a person gets upset like that, they need help. That's your cheshman. I'm not talking about a parent, God forbid, or something like that. 
But they, all of these things, all the chesbonis, is not. It's a life without the rebbeinu We can't even do these things. We feel like we're that. What are people going to say? What are people going to think? And this person, you ask him, he'll tell you that since he made this takan in his house, that there's no telephone bishum eifin during that time. His whole life and the children, he's relaxed. He could talk to them. He does some work with them. They have, they live. They have a good time. And the kids feel that my father belongs to us. Not hold on, hold on, I'll be back. Hold on, hold on. What? Who is it? Yeah, tell me about that. Oh, but bchalal not a life that our, our our parents, our grandparents never lived that way. Bchalal never lived that way. And the whole meaning of the telephone and talking on the telephone, bchalal as a as a way of life and all of that. That it's it's a life, it's a life which is not kiata imadi. Mr. Iker, Iker is the Baruch Shalom wants us to be with people and to talk panim al panim and so on. That's already it's a big sugya. But but that whole way of thinking, can I take off an hour to be with my family? Think of it. What do you mean can you take off an hour to be with the family? It's only a a head for you to go to work, not to be with your family, because otherwise they're going to starve. God forbid. So you're allowed to go to work. It's not. Am I allowed to be an hour with my family? What do you mean are you allowed? Are you allowed to take off? How can I take off a day? How can I take off? I can't take off. So a kid has a sitter party. The kid, you have a little girl, she's chalishing, she's chalishing, that her mother or father should come to sitter party. So is it a big deal? And what if the father doesn't come? Who knows what's in a child's heart? If the other father's there and that father's not there? Who knows? You don't know what that is. So the father can't take off. So I don't know. Sometimes the you know it's a shaila. Of course you can't. I'm not saying a klal that a person, a father, can always take off to go to the tavi sitter party. I'm not saying a klal. I'm just saying that why are we in this world? Because we're in this world. The Rambam wanted us to, to take care of the children. And if we think that we're going to lose parnasa because I spent an hour that I took off to go to the sitter party, it's a big it's a big suffolk of that person's amuna. And, the, and and I'm not saying if someone tells you if you go to that party you're fired. So is that a cheshman? Of course, you know. But it's usually not like that. It usually means it's going to make it harder for you because you might have to stay an extra hour later on that night, and you don't want to do that. I but to the little, but to the little girl that her father should be there. She has her whole chias is to see her father sitting there. Besides the mother, women always somehow manage. But I'm saying that the father should sit there. The whole chias of the child is to see that that the father went to the sitter party. We don't have to measure these things. She says, all right, she'll have another city party. No, no. And then when you're 120, then everybody when they're 120, they look back and they say, what was I, crazy? What, what was I thinking? That for that hour of work, I couldn't I couldn't be that, that city party that she had at that time in her life. To her was her whole life. And what was my union? What was my, what was my, what was I thinking? That I'm going to lose my panasa because I went to a city party. That's what a Shalom is. He's so cruel. He's so cruel that he would do that. That he'll he'll destroy your life because you went to a sitter party to make your child happy, which the whole tachlis of being in this world is to make that child happy. Not to make more money, but to make that child happy. Because the only reason you're making money is, your time is, I'm making only money so I can make the kid happy. I don't want money. So your kid says, you know what? Keep the money and come to my sitter party. <laughs> so, but these are, these are all in Yonah that, that we forget. Just to finish this paragraph, he says... 
that this reached my hands, Davke, with Hashkach Epratis Mamish, Mimani's Boshim. That's what the Sromachidashim tell us, that all of a person's possessions, this this glass has, has in, in the deepest, deepest level of all the Eilamas, a connection to the owner of the glass. That it had to come in this way, to this place. It has a Kesha to that person who, who owns the glass. And why it was bought, and what's, do, what's it doing here, calls man that it's here. Every single thing. Where the tzaddikim are able to look at something, even if it's someplace else, and say, "Ah, that belongs to that person," because they know that they know the spiritual content of that person. They see that, ah, this glass belongs to that person in that house, because they know who that person is, and they know that this glass has that has, has that shine, has that look from that person, which we're not masking that. Every single thing is Ashgach have brought this. Why it's by you, Davka. And when we live that way, kiati imadi. Then we're going to learn later on when it comes to controlling our temper and being besimcha and being patient. Everything, everything begins to improve, not just a little bit, but unbelievable, unbelievable improvements begin. No, Mr. Shem, we should begin to work on it. We should see good results.